formerly 33rd and Emerald, with the same old fantasy football talk. 12 degenerates from Oak Lawn compete to be the champion. Who's going to win? Who's going to lose? Who is fair? Find out this week on the Fantasy Lounge with your host, Randy Hansen. And we are live in the Fantasy Lounge. As always, Mikey Mack on the mic to the right. The commissioner, Randy Hansen. And Randy, it's a tough lounge for me after that beatdown this past weekend that you gave me. You know what? I give you a lot of respect for coming back to the show. Um, You did not answer my phone calls for three straight days. And a lot of people in the league were asking, like, are we getting a lounge? Are we getting even Mikey back? But if I could go through... The actual, if I had my phone, if we weren't recording on it, and go through the actual text messages, it was like, delete my number, all this, I'm out of the league. It was pure Mikey meltdown mode, and to not be in your presence to watch it happen is, is kind of disheartening for me, because that's something that, that really drives me uh, from week to week. Yeah, it's like, I look at it like this. I was like on Fantasy Life Support, and you were calling me, telling me how you just shot three under ass Downey. It's like, dude, I'm, I'm fighting for my life here, dude. Like, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to hear it. You know, I know. And Higby goes for the, th- for the three piece. Higby, you know, Higby three touchdowns. Aaron Jones forty five. Josh Allen forty five. Mike Evans touchdown. Delvin Cook touchdown. Tampa Bay defense twenty two. It was just a nonstop barrage of. I've, n- I've never scored points. that many points in fantasy. I dropped a two fourteen. Yeah, something like that. And Lockett had it. Lockett yeah. scored a two fourteen fantasy. Is just unreal. But you know what? That's last week. You got to move on. And you gotta look forward to it. I just—it's good to get one under my belt because we're gonna play each other again at the end of the season. So that's something to look yeah. forward to. Maybe a little payback. Um, well, I, we do have to talk about last week because a lot happened last week, and the injury bug came up and bit a lot of talented individuals. Some big names going down, just to name a few. Saquon out for the year. CMC just put on IR for three weeks. Mostert out. Devonte Adams has got an ankle. Julio's got a hammy. Sterling Shepard is out. Sutton's out for the year. Drew Locke. Um, Jimmy G, Will Fuller had a hamstring, Paris Campbell's on, I mean, it's just offensively speaking, not even talking about the big names on, on defense, it's just a big time injury bug. I could, there's probably the first time I've, with paying attention to fantasy so closely over the years that I've ever seen just a string of rash injuries that would come, but there was something we were talking about at the earlier podcast going on was not having this preseason, and I think week two after actually taking that full contact with that week two, that your muscle and your body wasn't ready for that. I wouldn't say wasn't ready for it, but it's not used to it to build up um, the immunity yeah, to I mean, the soft tissue. Which you might say then, they weren't maybe in like their bodies weren't in game shape yet. Yeah. And then you, see they're not amazing athletes, so week one happened, some people got banged up. And then week two, when you're already sore, you're already kind of banged up a little bit and you're back out there. Not to mention that half the injuries that happened were all ACL stuff, and that was from. Uh, where the Giants and Jets play at Met, uh, MetLife yeah. Stadium. And that's yeah. that's quite concerning going for the 49ers that have to play there yet again this week in Week 3. Yeah, that was definitely a house of horrors for the 49ers. But they still won. I mean, it's just I think the Jets are that bad. I will say this, and we haven't even to- – we got to touch on this, I think, too. Um, the, the running backs, receivers, I mean, now's the time to show your fantasy prowess here. To be able to go out and pick up some waiver guys or to have your, you know, if you had a very deep draft, this is the time where you use it. 
Uh, I think we do have to mention, though, the Tyrod Taylor situation. I don't remember ever seeing or reading about a situation like this at a professional level where a team doctor... I mean, what happened Almost there? kills a guy? What happened there? First off, what... So, you know, I've got the cortisone shot in the knee before. Um, what kind of shot do you think he's... You know he's getting the good stuff, right? No, right, because he had banged up ribs to begin with? Yeah. And you, what kind of needle were you using here? Yeah, I mean, I wonder, like, how many times that the team doctor did something like that in that area. I mean, Anthony Lynn came out and said that the doctor's a great guy and stuff like that. I know they haven't had the best record track record with previous team doctors. But I mean that's I mean that for to be Tyrod Taylor, get ready to go play a game that you can't breathe is kind of is kind of a, a ridiculous situation. That yeah, you're worried about your life at that situation, not playing a football game. And people are like frantic, like what's happening? What's happening? We didn't really know what happened. Anthony Lynn post game, you know, Tyrod Taylor's our quarterback and we're like you know, That's that's the main thing. Uh Herbert's gonna get the start again this week and I Almost 100% unless – that's what's crazy. Unless Her- Herbert balls out and he did play pretty well. He had a bad pick, but he did play pretty well against the Super Bowl champs. But if he if he balls out, does Tyrod ever get his position? He's I think they it. have to. They have to give it back to him. You got to give it back to him. They almost killed him. got to give it back to him. I don't think Kansas City was really up for that game. Me personally. Yeah, and looking, they were forward like, to, looking forward to the Ravens. This they week. were sleepwalking. Yeah. That could have been a, a classic mm-hmm. uh, look-ahead game here. Oh, you, they play Ravens Monday night. Yeah. Let's go. So. Yeah, it's it's a lot of, actually a lot more better games this week. Um, you know what's interesting though? I want to get into a segment we're gonna get into here. Um, Just because all the injuries, you know, this is the time to wheel and deal, correct? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> look at you with the segue. Usually, yeah. I'm giving you yeah. the segue. Now, I appreciate that. Now's the time to go ahead and start wheeling and dealing and start putting out some trades out there. In fact, yesterday, your boy Mikey Mack here in the Sold Out Touchdowns League. Reached out to five different, actually six different fantasy league members. And then I started thinking in my head, isn't it kind of interesting how everybody in our league operates? And I'm sure people that are not in our league could, are going to relate to this segment. But we're going to have some trade personalities here. And we're going to break down some common types of things that we see from our uh, league mates. And I'm sure you know it translates to other leagues as well. All right, So we're going to break down some personalities. And I'm going to get you going here with Lewis and McCarthy. They're kind of one and the same. These guys are classic sleep-on-it guys. No matter what trade you offer, I don't care if it's 8 in the morning, I don't care if it's lunchtime, I don't care if it's 11 o'clock at night. They always got to sleep on it. You know, it's like, what, like maybe like you make your best decision right when you get a good night's sleep, but what kind of sleep they get? So, they have to, like, something's happening at night? They and what's crazy, too, is like Lewis and McCarthy are both on like opposite schedules. McCarthy's up at like 4 in the morning, yeah. and Lewis is probably up at 4. He goes to bed at 4 in the morning. Yeah, he goes to bed at 4 in the morning. And what's kind of crazy is that they always, they, all of them got to sleep on it. And I still haven't heard back from Lewis yet about a trade, but apparently the sleep is connected to making a great decision. Yeah. But I they always got to sleep on it. Oh, big sleep on it, guys. <laughs> now, I want to talk a little about Ryan here. I, and we, we could talk about Ryan. And I don't we kind of grilled him last week. I'll, I'll, grill, I'll grill him again. He called me out, and I'm not trying to grill him again this week, but we're going through everybody. Ryan's a big analytic guy. I'm going to give you an example. Big analytic guy. Huge analytic guy. I'm going to give you an example. I asked him. I texted him yesterday asking about Drake. Hey, hey, what do you want for Kenyon Drake? We start talking. All of a sudden, we go from talking about Kenyon Drake, and then all of a sudden he starts throwing out these random statistics. He starts telling me about, like, Kyler Murray's on base percentage as a freshman on the baseball team in Oklahoma and how it correlates to Kenyon Drake's uh, red zone touches this year. I'm like, where did this – how did this even – how did we even get to this point? I, I don't you can't make a, You can't make a move, Ryan. You can't. It's just a lot of, a lot of factors in play here. 
It's just he's crunching a lot of numbers that I don't know where he's getting them from. I wouldn't call it an analytic guy. I'm more like uh, when you play. What's the game where you shoot for the moon? You just. Sh- uh, I don't know. He expects like that magic pill, like in a trade that will solve all his fantasy woes. Yeah, you know what I mean? shoot for the moon, land on the clouds, right? That's what yeah. Kanye said, right? Yeah, shoot for the yeah, shoot, shoot, shoot for the stars, land on the clouds. <laughs> I think so. But he's oh, whenever I talk to Ryan, he always has like some numbers to, to justify his decision. He's a big analytic guy. No, it's shoot for the moon, and if you miss, you land amongst the stars. Okay, all right, that's 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 get it. But Ryan, you can't you can't trade Ryan. You can, it's you can, tough. It's tough real, real tough, man. Stingy, stingy operator. He's now, reading Art of the Deal. That's what you're probably doing. <laughs> kind of like opposite guy is like Waldo. And so I've been talking to Waldo back and forth the past couple of days. Waldo is a big, let's get it done tonight. He wants things to get done. And then also he's a mega deal guy. He loves to make a big deal. Case in point, I started with, this is the basic, the basic premise of our deal here. I started with Julio DJ for Diggs Henry. All of a sudden that turns into Julio DJ Waller Cohen. For Diggs, Henry, Judy, McKinnon, Henderson. Like, all of a sudden. Just, let's get as many people as we can in this deal. I like it. You know, he's, he's the Costco of trades. You know what I mean? <laughs> he wants, but, he wants, buy, he wants to buy in bulk. He wants to buy in bulk. Let the kid <laughs> <No>. buy. <laughs> but it's just like, all of a sudden, this turned from, uh, you know, a two-player deal to a five-player deal. Waldo, we have something in the works right now. And he's like, I'm like, hey, give me a second. He's like, he's like hitting, like, the question marks when you could do all the things. The, the exclamation points on his... On his text messages, I'm like, hey, give me a sec, give me a sec. I, I do respect Waldo, though, because he, he wants to get the deal done as quick as possible. No messing around with him to the point, even though his initial offers are usually pretty low. Oh, you, yeah. Low ball. You got you to talk it up. All right. I want to talk about Lath. Lath is the classic. I didn't even text Lath recently about trades, but he's the classic weather the storm guy. I don't even text him anymore because I know that he doesn't want to make any trades. He's just going to, whatever he's got, he's going to weather the storm, good or bad. Um, I think I think McCarthy falls in like the same realm of this sometimes okay. because as you said, we said before the most injuries we've ever seen, right? Mo- and most like going into a season not knowing uh, a lot of unknown factors going in, not one transition, one one transaction. Yeah, by Lath or McCarthy, or I, I think by Lath. I will uh-huh. ch- no by McCarthy well, for sure. I will check by. Here's the thing about Lath too; he still has John Ross on his roster. And I'm not. Sh- I haven't done the John Rosh numbers, but I don't think they're that good to be on someone's roster. But that's just me. Nope. Lath has zero. McCarthy made two, and it was last night. Zero so. transaction guy. Zero. Lath is the consummate. There's a hurricane five. Uh, you know, hur- or a, a level category five, five category five hurricane. And hey, I'm not leaving. I just board up the house and see what happens. Oh yeah, he's like it might miss. It like, might miss. Yeah, us. you get like rescued. It's always the old people that are on the roof. He's, he's not moving. He's yeah. not moving. He's the just water's gonna- coming into the second. Floor your house and stuff. And He's you're weathering the storm. Yeah, weather I appreciate. Storm. I appreciate the loyalty to his team. I guess, yeah. but you can't make a trade with him. It's very hard to make a trade with him. I've been living in this house for fifty years. If I go, I go. Kind of deal. You know yeah, what I mean? That's fair. Absolutely. Now, kind of in the same realm, Andy is kind of like I drafted him for a reason, guy. Where every time you try and trade with him, dude, I drafted him. I'm gonna, I'm gonna see how it plays out. Whereas, like, I feel like it's a little bit different from late. But Andy, you can't make a trade with Andy because. If he drafted someone, he's like, "Oh, well, that's my belief." It's, you can't, you can't, you can't communicate with someone like that. Living died by a sore. I texted him yesterday asking him for Koo, the kicker. Just, oh, I, dra- I drafted him. Uh, he's, he's my guy. Okay, but you don't even want to hear the offer. Then I, 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 what if I give you a wide receiver for him? I was willing to do it just to see what he says. I know. Yeah, that's Mikey meltdown. After, <laughs> I'm out after, of, after, after your kickers dude, have been going, I, I, dude, I'm out of control. But he won't even listen to you because he drafted him. He wants him. Fair enough, Andy. I appreciate it. Now. I gotta talk Dave Steuben for a second. Dave Steuben is synonymous. Synonymous is that a word? Yeah. Oh. 
for picking up someone off waivers and then trying to flip them in a deal. All the time. It's like, oh, hey, do you want Larry Fitzgerald? I don't know, Dave. You just picked up and added him. You dropped him and added like five different times in the past 20 minutes. Why do I want him? That type of guy. It's just like, you just picked him off waivers. I really don't want him in a trade. What was it back in the day in Bridgeview when you used to go around and it used to be the garage sale? What they used to call that? Oh, um, uh, treasure, Trevor, treasure hunt or yeah. treasure. Uh, the Bridgeview treasure. Treasure days. Treasure, treasure days. Gallagher, Gallagher will know. Gallagher yeah. will know. That's like Dave walking around, getting something for like three bucks and then trying to sell it. Walk back to Gallagher's and try to sell it to us for 10. Yes. It's like constantly just walking around treasure days trying to hey, pick Dave, up. I, yeah. It's like, Dave, I've seen that you just dropped him like five times. Yeah. I mean, what, what do you want from him? You're not getting anything for him. Uh, but Dave's a, Dave's, Dave's the last two years though. I'll give it to him. This he's been he's been turning stuff into gold. You know he what has I mean? Been. I give I give you that, and you can't question. He's a champion, so it's hard to throw any salt on the moon there. Um, let's talk Gallagher real quick. Classic hype guy. Gallagher loves to hype up his guys and hype up your guys also. That are like not that good. He's no oh, dude. I think I like the trade. He's doing well. He's doing, like classic hype guy. And then also Gallagher when he does sneaky. Is that he's this? He like he loves to send the trade. He wants you to see the trade in the queue. Like he'll send a trade. Case in point, we're talking Shark for uh, David Johnson. He sent it in the queue. So hey, he's got to look at it. Yeah, he's putting the pressure on me. Ball in my court type situation. Yeah, yeah. Gail, Gail, does do a lot of trades though, so you gotta give it to him. Um, sometimes he he will live and die. But like I said before, live and die by the sword. He will make a deal that kind of puts himself out there just to reap the benefits of, but. Yeah, he he's also the kind of guy who'll text you like three times and like, hey, we got something on the books, and then he'll never get you back up because he'll talk to someone else. He'll, he'll he'll use you as leverage. Fair enough, and it's all good negotiators should do. Oh, hundred percent. Now speaking of the other Matt in our league, channels the classic. If he's not on your team, like he sucks, guy. So you trying to offer some that guy sucks all the time. Channel like doesn't want to hear any trade offers because everybody sucks to him. Yeah, that that is he's he's a ride or die. He's a big homer guy. You know what I mean? If it's if it guys on his team blood in blood out kind of deal, that's the way he works. Yeah, I mean, I try I tried to I kick in the tires with um not really interested in and again, he's putting up massive points, so I get he wants to stay with McCaffrey being out. I was wondering, I tried to wet the beak a little bit. No, it wasn't he wasn't thirsty. Fair enough. Now, I don't even reach out to this next guy Simo anymore. Just because I don't know what kind of sorcery he he imposes on people. He went to, must have went to Hogwarts or something. Because, like, I was thinking about, you know what, I kind of want Adam Thielen. So I'm like, eh, maybe I'll offer him DJ for Adam Thielen. And then in my head I'm thinking I'll end up walking away with Sammy Watkins somehow. Like that, and, I, and, I'll, and I'll just do the deal because somehow, some way he convinced me. A um, couple things on Simo. The only person that will trade with Simo is Lathe. Yes. That's like those two, whatever. Um, but Simo also, I think I've said this in the past. Simo reminds me of a, a couple of paisans, you know, the Italian, of like some, some mom ties. Okay. Like, hey, I need, I think you need uh, insurance for your business. Yeah, and he's like, like oh, fire uh, insurance, you know what I mean? I don't think so. Yeah, like, I, I think we're Are we going to role play here? Yeah, yeah. I think okay, we're, go ahead. <laughs> I'll be the storekeeper, yeah. Hey, I'm thinking you need some fire insurance. Uh, I don't know. I never had a fire before. I have nothing flammable in here. And then he puts his hand on your shoulder. I think you need fire insurance. Right, yeah, I got it. I and think you know so, what I mean? sir. He's a, little, he's, a, he's a big strong arm guy. You know what I mean? Fair enough. Um, and then finally, I'm going to get to you. This, this guy right here, the classic, like, you, the future schedule is huge to you in any trade. I'm going to give you an example. If I want Christian Kirk, you'd be like, oh, I don't know, man. You see his week 9 through 11? It's super cushy, man. I can't give that up. 
Classic look ahead guy. You got it. You got it because you got to plan for the future. Mm. It's not what you've done for me in the past. What are you gonna on my team gonna do for me in the future? Okay. But that's where you get caught up with other people that overvaluate their people. So you have to have a realistic look or take on what that player is gonna do. But I'm huge on matchups going forward. A hundred percent. And like your class for like picking a defense up like week seven because you want to start on week fourteen. Oh, I, I already have that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just, I, I got week weeks eleven through fourteen. <laughs> Right in the mix of playoffs, they're gonna rake. Yeah. Okay. And I'm not gonna get into mine because I'm just I'm panic mode. I'm oh, panic trader. Panic trader. It depends what trader you get. Yeah. I'm, yeah. So, I'm willing to do anything though. You're Jekyll and Hyde. In the, in the right frame of mind, you know, in, in the, the state of mind I'm in, I, I'm willing to do anything. I know. You know what we do need before we move on from this segment? We need. A Sunday draft day at the commissioner's house when the trades at one time were flying. flying. Yeah, yeah, we there had like, seven <laughs> trades that day because everyone was there. We should do that like week seven. Right, yeah, or right before the trade deadline too. Yeah. That's what we should do. I agree. I agree. Um, so there's a little fantasy trade personality. I figured you know not only the people in our league. It's nice to talk about our league, but I think people in other leagues that listen they, could maybe relate to yeah, some understand. of the stuff we're talking about. Now we're bringing back this segment because it's about time. We can't do it right away. But I, I legit think this, this segment has been nominated for an Emmy. Again, break out your swimming chunks. Get out the snorkel. We're going deep sea diving here, folks. Everybody's been talking about it. Waiver wires are flying right now. People need to be picking up people. And I got three guys for you that I'm all in on deep sea divers. Okay? I'm now, good. as you know, with deep sea divers, these are people that are owned in less than 50% of Yahoo leagues. We try and give you some... Crazy ones. I mean, I think these three that I have today, common names, but you'd be surprised on the percentages. Am I going to get started? I'm, I'm all ears, man. That's okay, fair enough. Now, I'm going to start, and I'm upset with Dave because he uses waiver wire on him. I'm going to start with Miles Gaskin. Running back, Miami Dolphins. I was a year too early on him. I started him last year one game, and he had like three carries. I was high on him. And then Patrick Laird came out of nowhere. Um, but Miles Gaskin right now only owned a 30% of Yahoo League's. Back-to-back, double-digit games open the season, a 10 and a 14, which is nice. He's averaging five and a half targets a game. I love that volume. And I also like Fitzpatrick there as just someone that's capable, that's going to move the chains as a, as a passer. What really interests me about Miles Gaskin is this, back-to-back 65% snap share. Now, they bring in Breida, they bring in Howard combined Breida in two games, averaging 22% of the snaps. Howard averaging 13% of the snaps. Gaskin back-to-back 65%. Obviously, they like Gaskin there. Moving forward, it looks like he's going to be the guy. Mostert goes down. CMC, Barkley. You might need someone this week that you could play. Now, he plays tomorrow. But this is a guy that you could probably plug in and feel like as RB2 could get you about 10 points, which is something that's hard to find. You know, it just willy nilly. Yeah, especially week to week. I do, I do like that move, especially if not if you have some depth, or let's say if you have some good starting running backs already that haven't been bit by the injury bug, and just to put on your bench for maybe a fill spot coming up because they're we're gonna have to start talking about buys coming up soon in the next weeks to come. So it's something to have going forward. Just kind of see, let him develop for like the next two weeks, and then you can start him, or you can start him right away if you're bit by the injury bug. Fair enough. And what I like about the Gaskin thing is again he's getting a lot of uh, work out of the you know in the passing game. Miami's defense is one of the worst defenses so far in the league. Um, there's a good chance they're going to be down. Gaskin maybe that in, that increases the uh, the target share too from Gaskin. 
Um, my next one, unless you got someone. You got anyone? No, I'm, good fo- right I'm following you, buddy. All right, follow me. All right, this is like a very common name. And with the news of Sterling Shepard going down, I think he's on IR. I forget, but he's yeah, out. Yeah, he's on IR. All right, so I like Golden Tate. He missed week one, was back week two. Um, Daniel Jones in two games, 520 passing yards combined. Against two pretty good defenses, Pittsburgh and Chicago. Um, they go this week facing a tough San Francisco defense, but that's severely banged up. And that offense, it looks like Mullins is going to – it doesn't look like Garoppolo is going to play. So I guess my thing is there's a good chance the Giants are going to you know force some three and outs, some shorter drives from San Francisco. I doubt they'll be able to you know sustain the run game without Mostert and Coleman. My point is I think – Daniel Jones and that offense are going to have ample opportunities to move the ball. Golden Tate, only on the 36% of leagues, in 2019 averaged about 7.7 targets with Daniel Jones. And so 80, I think it was 85 targets through 11 games. So for Golden Tate, someone that's only on 36% of leagues with the injuries, Michael Thomas, Julio, um, Devonta Adams might be out, Sutton's out for the year. There's a guy that you could plug in as your wide receiver three, Last week against the Bears had a 9.6. You could feel good about that. You sold me. I As you're talking about Golden Tate, go the way Ryer picked him up. He's on the team. No, you can't get that. You can't get that any other show. I know. I had to jump on it before someone listened. And I, I drafted Golden Tate. I know. I had to drop him when he was banged up. Scotty Miller's not the answer. It's not the answer. Uh, there's too many mouths to feed. Gronk is atrocious there, too. Yes. Uh, is Gronk a ghost of Christmas past? Waldo or? keeps picking him up. Keep he keeps resurfacing all those teams somehow. Um, but I do I do think Golden Tate, especially this week, we'll talk about it later. I think the Giants are are set to uh, to maybe make some noise. Okay. I know they say it's a dumpster fire and stuff like that over there as well. And all of the New York teams and the Jets and... Uh, and the Giants, but I think Golden Tate, especially with guys banged up wide receivers, and he'll have an opportunity, especially when they go on later weeks down the road when they're going to be down huge and they could pass the ball on. Danny Dimes shows that he's actually a capable quarterback. Yeah, you know, one thing I like about Daniel Jones is that, like, to me, he's like passing the eye test, even against the Bears. He made some really nice throws. Um, he was spreading the ball around. I like what I like the stock for Evan Ingram a lot. I know with Barkley going out, no Shepard, like, I'm all in on Evan Ingram as, again, another maybe a top eight tight end play for the next, you know, 10 weeks. Um, so I, I kind of like that offense moving forward. Uh, I think I even like Deion Lewis, too, as a possible play, too. I think Deion Lewis is someone that's capable. But I don't. he's not a deep-sea diver, so I don't want to talk too much about Deion Lewis. All right. Um, we'll move on to a guy, a household name at the Hanson House. Been there for years for me. Owning 30% of leagues. <laughs> um a great, I think so, a great backup tight end, especially for Kittle owners out there, and that's Jordan Reed. It's It was fantastic to see Jordan Reed out there balling out. Um, eight targets, seven catches, 50 yards, and two TDs. The dude's going to be a red zone threat if Kittle's not there. If you have Kittle and you don't have Jordan Reed, what are you doing? Especially sure. when uh, Kittle can be banged up for a little bit. And I, I really feel that the way people – because Kittle reminds me a lot the way – I think Kelsey's more polished in his route, and Kittle's just a physical freak, and and I, he reminds me a lot of Gronk, and I think that's the way he's going to be tackled, is how Gronk had a lot of knee and ankle issues when people are taking out his legs every time, because that's the only way you could take him down, because he's going to run right through you. Yeah, I mean, 
Yeah, I agree. I mean, he doesn't look as big as Gronk, but like again, I have no I have no way of knowing that. Um, but it does seem like he has he's been having some like nagging like lower body issues, and that's what it, played Gronk. In the yeah, group. so I, I wouldn't say like Jordan Reed's going to be your your starter all the time, but I think in steady doses where let's say Kittle's banged up or Kittle sits out a game or you know Kittle's not going to get as much target share or going into a game, I think Reed is a a viable play at the tight end position. Yeah, I you know it's interesting. I I kind of want to do a deep dive on Nick Mullins right now, just because I feel that he's going to be the starter. I wonder. I I remember him having some like decent games uh, when he subbed for Garoppolo in years past. So like I'm not willing to like write off that San Francisco 49ers offense just yet. Um, now they're going to be as good. No, but I think maybe Mullins could have some drives. Um, I know I kind of just was bashing, uh, bashing him in the Golden Tate thing, but like I think Mullins is going to be somewhat capable enough to get Jordan Reed the ball. Yeah, if, if especially if Kittle's not in. I I wish I had some. I wish I had Nick Mullins deep dive. Yeah. I tried looking it up, couldn't. Some just, I I got typed in Nick Mullins. They gave me an actor. I hate to see it. I had to type in Nick Mullins Giants or Nick Nick, uh, <laughs> Nick Mullins San Francisco San Francisco quarterback. All right, now my last deep sea diver, and then we're gonna get out of the pool here. This is a guy that um. He's been bounced around, not bounced around, but this is a guy that has been in the league um, playing on a Tennessee Titans offense that, again, Ryan Tannehill is, I mean, is pretty good. All right. I'm talking Adam Humphreys, only owning 3% of the leagues, back to back double digit games, possibly no A.J. Brown again week three, going against the Minnesota defense that has given up the second most fantasy points to receivers. Um, Tannehill right now on the year, six touchdowns, zero picks. Um, close to six, uh, I think it's like 580 yards passing. So he's, he's being very productive. You have Corey Davis there, you have Humphreys and you have Janu. And so Humphreys without an AJ Brown there, Humphreys is going to be a guy that is going to get six, five to six, seven targets. And he's probably going to, you know, corral about four or five of those because Tannehill is super accurate. So here's another guy that you could plug in maybe as a spot start wide receiver three going against the Minnesota team, like I said, that has not done well against the pass this year. Um, so that that's my deep sea divers. Um, there is a reason that Tennessee Titans paid Adam Humphreys. The guy was um, an undrafted free agent when he first came out into the league, he played for Tampa Bay for a couple years, and then got picked up by Tennessee. And Tennessee gave him a contract extension. There's a reason why they believe in him. Um, I think he's like almost like the poor, but that's what they say for every white wide receiver. He's like the poor man's Wes Welker, mm-hmm. but and like Julian Edelman, but he works well in the slot and the dude corrals balls. Yes, and again, you're talking about uh, a Tannehill last year that completed seventy percent of his passes. So here's a guy if he's going to throw it in his direction, there's a you know seventy percent chance that he is going to make that catch at least from Tannehill's stats. So give me give me Adam Humphreys as a, a wide receiver three play for sure. Um, another thing is like. Could you put Adam Humphreys and Cole Beasley next to each other? Can you tell the difference? I feel like Cole Beasley's more like a little rugged. He looks, he looks like, like he, he looks like straight from like uh, like he was in Nirvana. Oh, he looks like he got a little West Virginia in him. Maybe does he? <laughs> Who said that? Is that a quote from somewhere? That's a quote from you about, about, <laughs> yeah. about a girl. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I remember that. Now. I know that sounded familiar. Yeah. Look at you, dude. Um. So hey. I'm hopping out of the pool. No, I'm, I, I'm more hopping out of the lake, right? Because when you you can't really deep sea dive. Uh, the deep, pool. I think we were in the ocean, man. We were, we were out doing some uh, deep I, fishing. I, would think, I was thinking more like Lake Catherine out in Michigan. Nothing crazy. Now I haven't. Like, I when I go deep, when I go really deep, I'm talking like in the Atlantic Ocean. Yeah. So 
You know, this is more like, you know, one of those lakes in Michigan. Okay. I get like the, the state part. of Michigan or like? Yeah, the state of Michigan. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Now, I, I'm not going to tout. What, I forgot what my last week was, but I feel like I've been pretty okay with our next segment, the fantasy game, game, game of the week, week, week. I know week one I picked a banger. You picked a banger for week two, uh, Dallas, Atlanta. I forgot what I picked. I can look back at my notes and tell you. Um, you picked... Did I picked Minnesota and Indianapolis. I think I did. Yeah, you did. Ugh, that's a tough one for me. It's, that's, a tough, <laughs> that's a tough one. That's a tough one for me. Um, so I'm, I'm one for two on my fantasy games of the week. All right, fair enough. Now, I'm going to get back on track here, but here's the thing. I'm not just picking the one that pops out in your head. I'm picking some ones that maybe on the schedule don't look as appetizing. I'm going to go with the Cincinnati Bengals... Versus the Philadelphia Eagles. Bengals terrible against the run. I expect Miles Sanders, possibly Boston Scott to go off. Um, also, to Wentz, um, play action in full force in this game. I expect Ertz to have a monster. And then I'm thinking sneaky pop Deshaun Jackson game. Any thoughts on that? Sneaky pop Deshaun Jackson. Yeah, like, like four for, no Rager, uh, four for, you know, 110 in the tutty or something like that. Um, I I don't know. I don't I don't like that. I don't want to touch that game. I think the the Bengals. If you're looking at overall, just if they they've covered the last two weeks, so I do like that. The over under is forty six. Uh, Bengals are getting plus five. I think my sneaky thing to say when we is go back Bengals to Morris, cover? I think the Bengals cover. I think the Eagles are terrible. terrible. I will say this now. Here's why I like Cincinnati. I'm all in on Joe Burrow this week. He's got an extra three days to prepare because they played on Thursday night. Um, Philly can't get a pass rush. They only have two, or they have they're averaging two sacks a game, um, and they also have given up the their defense has given up the seventh most points in the NFL. So their their defense is giving up a lot of points. So give me Burrow. I think AJ Green finds the end zone. I like Mixon this week. So I'm I'm in on that as a sneaky fantasy game of the week. With yeah, some I think Tyler potential. Boyd plays well again. Okay, it's a good game. My fantasy pick of the week is I feel like these teams have already played each other three weeks in a row. But this is the first week they play Cowboys versus Cowboys at Seattle. Over, over under fifty six. Um, last week Dak threw for damn near four hundred fifty yards, four TDs, no interceptions. Comebacks against uh, came back against Atlanta down nine with like a minute thirty left, which is unheard of um, to win that game with two straight scores. Seattle's playing either my Russ. Uh, Russell Wilson looks like he's making another MVP run, uh, at least throwing his name in the conversation. And the Seattle offense is being super productive, and the Cowboys have been starting slow, and they've been down big early, so it might be another big game looking at it that way. Do you want want some nugs to support your argument? You know who's giving up the most yards in the NFL as a defense? Probably Cowboys. No. Seattle? Yeah, Seattle. You know who's giving up the ninth most yards? In, in the NFL? Cowboys. The Cowboys. Are they giving up the most points? It's up there. They're giving up. Seattle's giving up 27 a game. And the Cowboys, I believe, um, bah, 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 Cowboys are at 29 a game. So yeah. they're not giving up a lot. They're not giving up as many points as you would think, but they're giving up a ton of yards. And we know yards is fantasy value. Yeah. Okay. So those are our fantasy game, game, games of the week, week, week. All right, now here's the segment that everybody's really paying attention to because you are making some noise all over Oakland, all over the South Suburban area. You can say that. And we're talking. I mean, is betting betting in general has never been more like never been bigger. And you are on fire with your mortgage payment. I'm not gonna. 
I'm not going to gas you up too hard, but you could go ahead and give your record. But the mortgage payment is here. You're helping people pay their bills. You're basically like Robin Hood. That's what I want to be for the people. I want to I want to take as little knowledge I have and try to give as much as I can to the people. Um, this week, this is the thing I told you. The first two weeks, there's some lines out there you can make some money. I'm 13 and three on the year. Just to let you know, 13 and three. It's hot. It's hot, boys. Now this is this is where it starts getting a little dicey. You can't bet as much games because things are. You got to really look for for the little sneaky picks. The little look for the edge. Look for the edge. Um, I have six games right now. Nope, seven. I take that back. Seven games. Um, here's the ones I'm feeling the most confident about. Titans minus two and a half at Vikings. Vikings can't stop the run. They can't stop the pass. Their their DBs are banged up tremendously, but that team just looks lost on offense as well. I think the Titans go in there and win by three. Okay. Um, you know what's interesting is that Kirk Cousins just what the what's going on in that offense. Um, I'm a little concerned about Tennessee's pass rush, but I I don't hate that. I don't hate it. I don't hate that. I think the Vikings without Stefan Diggs, without that, even even changer. though they didn't get him the ball as much as him much as the they field. could, hit him on the field, had the opportunity. Thielen's been playing pretty well, but they haven't found that second wide receiver whatsoever. Dalvin Cook's getting, and he's on my team, getting no love. He'll get like six rushes, seven rushes here. He might score, but it's like very minimal usage. I think the Titans, with the balanced offense they have and a pretty good defense, that they're going to win that game. Yeah, Minnesota fifth worst pass defense in the league. So there you go. Another one I like is Tampa Bay minus six at Denver. It's disconcerting to hear that Denver goes out and picks up Blake Blake Bortles. Yeah, because what does that say about Jeff Driscoll? That means they're not the dude was like wearing a thong mid game, <laughs> um, and that just shows that Glock's pretty banged up. Yeah, yeah, he's out for a couple of And with no Cortland Sutton, I mean, no offense, but killing, you got to give him that. And the Denver D has been playing pretty solid. But I think t- Tampa is going to go in there, even though it's at mile high, and they're going to win. But the spread six, I say they'll probably win by nine, what, nine or ten. Yeah, and Tampa's, get, Tampa's getting Chris Godwin back. You think that offense, which looked a little better, a lot better, but against a bad Carolina team, but no. looks better. Yeah, okay, okay, I'm interested. Next, we got, I, I think everyone would say this is probably the game, the, the game, game of the week. week I want to watch. Yeah. And I just, I have faith that KC overlooked the Chargers last week. I love KC with the points, three and a half. Okay. And I, and I love to see what, what you get out of Lamar Jackson in a huge game. Okay. And I think this is almost like, a, this is a pretty much a playoff preview to go to the Super Bowl of the AFC. So you're going to get the best of, of everyone. I know they're on the road, but plus three and a half, I think they, the Ravens could realistically win. Mm-hmm. Um, but three and a half, I love three and a hook. What's concerning to me, so you like Kansas City. Mm-hmm. What's concerning points. to me is Kansas City's, in two games, I know short sample size, their, their, their rush defense has not been very good. One of the, like, you know, they're giving up 150 yards a game, which is one, two, three, four, five, seventh worst in the league. My concern is that Lamar. Ingram, Gus Edwards, J.K. Dobbins is able to kind of like... Starts gashing them. Gashing them, eating clock, and then putting them in situations where Kansas City know like they have to throw. And that way you, can, you might be able to corral Tyreek and Kelsey and all those weapons if they're kind of put in situations where they're down. But, I mean, it's interesting. I wouldn't touch it personally, but that's just me. Um, 
I'd rather really touch the over. Who who do you who do you trust more? Um, to you need a late two minute drill. You need a late minute score. Patrick Mahomes. I th- he's like got that Roger thing to me. I, th- I agree. Roger like with two minutes left, you just left them way too much. Clock. What's the over under like fifty eight or something? I will tell you right now. Um, fifty three and a hook. I, kinda, I, I I don't think it's going to be as high scoring as you think. Well, again, what I just said, it probably wouldn't be if they're holding the clock. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, don't, I just don't want to touch that game. That's just me personally. But you've been hot. Stay yeah. hot, kid. All right. Now, this one, I got an upset. Okay. 49ers minus four at Giants. I think it's moved up. That's why I wrote it down this morning. And looking right now, I think it's moved up a little bit more. Nope, it's still at four. Minus four. I think the, the Giants. Locking it right now? I think the Giants win. Take the money line? It's yeah, plus well. one sixty five. Might as well take the points at minus one ten. Um, okay. I think the Giants are going to win this. Game. This is like the ultimate trap game for the Forty ers And I just don't think for, they're not the same team right now. Hundred percent. I said it's all based on if Jimmy Jean players not. Yeah, I they think say they, it's not looking good. I I don't think he it's plays. Uh, both their pass rushers are gone. Yes. Both their running backs are gone. Yes. No, why would you bring Kittle back on that field that all those injuries you just had? Yes. I, I say no Kittle. So if you're getting Mullins and Jordan Reed with Muhammad Sanu out there now. Like, Sanu and yeah. Kendrick Bourne. Yeah. I, I just believe this is this is, this is is everything written for the Giants. Uh, maybe rally back after the Saquon injury. So you're taking Giants in points? Okay. No. Okay, fair enough. Next, we got Rams at Bills. Wow. Bills minus two and a half. I think the Bills win by three. <clears throat> okay. The only reason I say this is because they're playing a noon game and they're coming all the way from West Coast to East Coast. Okay, the travel. My thing is, it's like the Bills haven't played anybody. They played the Jets and the Dolphins. I know people gassing them up. And again, I don't think the Rams are that good either, but I don't know. I think the Rams could easily go in there and beat them. 100%. I think the Bills are going to win, though, <clears throat> because I think their defense is better than the Rams. Their defense is great. Okay. I don't know. I, I'm not disagreeing. I just don't think they played anybody, so I think maybe they look better than what they actually hey, are. You're going you're gonna to see this week. You play okay. someone. Um, next, like I said, the game of the week, oh, Cowboys at Seattle over under 56. I'm saying the under. Really? <clears throat> okay. Okay. I think oh, this... It, I think what's th- the, the public's on the under or what? No, the public's on the over, my okay. friend. Okay, so the line's going up. Um, I just believe... Yeah, I I just believe that they're gonna run the ball more. Both teams. I I just I can't see like I think the first two weeks that defenses were kind of behind the eight ball. Yeah. Um, playing without preseason and stuff like that. I think defenses are gonna start getting back into formula. Like, are we really gonna have forty to forty like forty to forty two games here on out like the rest of the the first couple weeks? I think it, it it kind of regresses back to the mean. Okay, so just I mean just to go with the exact opposite of what you're saying. Yards a game, Cowboys, Seattle both had top 10 offense in terms of yards a game. Scoring offenses, it's even, you know, better. Seattle's the second highest scoring offense, and Dallas is top eight. So they're both scoring a lot I, of I, points. I'm just, I'm just telling you. I'm just, just a feeling. And they're and like I said before, Seattle's defense has gotten awful. Yeah. Okay. I'm just, I'm just saying. All right. All right. Just, hey, you've been waving the magic wand. I'm, I'm just, just I'm, I'm just throwing it out there. Um, last but not least... Packers at Saints, over-under is 52-and-a-half, and I'm saying under as well. And I think they go, both of them, go I love back that. to run. Banged up wide receivers. Yes. No Michael Thomas, possibly no Devontae Adams. Yeah. Um, if we watched anything from last year, without Devontae Adams, that offense does look different. 100%. And I think it's going to be a lot of Aaron Jones and, and um, Jamal Williams. 
do, do you think that the Saints could actually maybe just run the ball? Maybe. I mean, they were gashing uh, the Raiders the first quarter in the first half, and then they ran the ball six times after that. Yeah. So maybe you can uh, Sean Payne get out of his own way and maybe establish the run and keep the run. Okay. Can, can we finally see Alvin Kamara run for Let's more than 100 yards? Let's see it. I'm down. I actually I love that call on the under. I'm a thousand percent on you with the under on that one. Thanks, man. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't. I'm not trying to disagree with you. I just, I mean, I think we're. Yeah. I think five out of the seven. I'm with you. Yeah. So that's when five out of two. You we're, we're in the money. Exactly. Yeah. If I bet, I would actually be making money. I should just. I should. I should just do whatever you say and and the bets. All right, just listen to the lounge. Listen. Just listen to the lounge. Yeah. Okay. All right. I, I have pretty good stuff so far. We're giving a lot of good stuff. A lot of numbers thrown at you that you might not think of when you're setting a fantasy lineup, but now that you listen to the lounge, you're thinking about it. Now, we, there's no, it's not a fantasy lounge unless we go through, we do our two-minute drill where we pick our matchups. Do you think we get it this week? Probably not. But we'll start, we're going we're gonna to see. I, I, I don't know. I was, me and Dave, you were usually pretty good at this, but me and you are not so much. We're both long-winded individuals. Yeah, well, I can't use my phone, too, because we're... True, so we're, we're, yeah. So we're going to, we'll start with your game. Give me a second here. Let me pull up my stuff here. We'll start with your game here. Uh, I got to pull up my app here. Where is it at? Okay. So we're going to start with the commission's game here. So let's go ahead. Where are you at? Okay. So let's go ahead. Uh, Three, two, one. Commission versus channel. Who do you got? Um... I need a big win this week. Uh, I'd love to close out 2-1, channels 2-0. and oh. I think hopefully with no CMC and Kittle, I could uh, establish a win. Hopefully his guys, his uh, role players don't pop up. I think Josh Allen comes back to reality a little bit. I like channel. Okay. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who we got next here? Uh, oh, Ryan. Both teams are kind of struggling. Ryan just lost Saquon and then McCarthy. Um, had a kind of a tough week. Picked up Mike Davis with the start. Mahomes at Baltimore is a tough matchup. I, you know what? Give me Ryan this week to get on the board. I kind of think Montgomery has a big week against Atlanta, and I think Kenyon Drake comes back too. Yeah, I, I take Ryan. I think Stafford's going to put up a lot of points against Arizona. Okay, and then McCarthy. Yeah, I mean, I, I just think Mahomes is, is limited a little bit against Baltimore. All right, we got my game. I don't call my game, but I'm playing uh, Spalager, Kelsey in the cup. Great team name, 18 inches. Yeah, just like, in honor of Gale Sayers. Uh, RIP, yeah. man. Rest yeah. in power, dude. Yeah. Um, we're going to go Cam Newton against Projected. Mm-hmm. I mean, I hate my matchups personally. Galladay looks like he's coming back. Uh, Devontae could be out. It looks like I think Shark could have a big week, but I'm not picking my game if I were to and pick. Galladay's finally back, too. Yeah. It depends. Uh, I think it's going to come down for Gallagher if Devontae Adams plays. Devontae Adams plays. He, I think he, he wins. wins. I agree a thousand percent because that affects the Rodgers too if Devontae yeah. doesn't play. I agree. Good call. Right, we're going Kyle the Creator, which is SEMO versus Lamar's attacks. Lamar or Lewis is looking for a win here. Lamar Jackson at K or playing KC. Something about Murray and Hopkins it just seems like unstoppable against Detroit. I go ahead and just take SEMO on that combo alone. I will say this. Um I think Ertz has a monster for Lewis. I just don't think it's enough. I think Kyler Murray eats, Boyd eats, Hopkins eats, Kamara eats. Yeah, and Evan Ingram eats. We're not even close. Not even close. This is more of a four-minute drill. Uh, Three-minute. Lecito here versus the Wall Jeans. Waldo's feeling himself. He's super hot. He texted me. This is a quote. This is the best I've ever felt about a team in a long time. So he's high on his team. And again, I would be too. Dak and Cooper combo. Diggs has been hot. I think Diggs comes back to reality a little bit. Um, something about Lace team. I, I'm assuming he's going to start Godwin over Landry. Um, 
It's a tough one. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go late this week. I think Breeze has a, not even a bounce back. I just think Breeze looks better. I'm gonna take uh, Waldo just because I think Derrick Henry goes off and um, JT, uh, Justin Taylor, Jason Taylor, whatever. What's his name? Justin. Wait, we talk the court. What are we talking about? The, the oh, the running back for the Colts. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan, Jonathan Taylor. Taylor, Jesus, Jonathan Taylor has. I a thought you were talking about well. Jonathan Taylor Thomas for a second. Yeah, yeah, he's back. I was, I got, yeah, got confused a little home bit. Alone. Uh, Sir home alone, home improvement, <laughs> home improvement. There we go. Sir Purr, which is Dave. Dave thinks he's a fantasy god right now. Versus Andy Spot Star King. Um, Dave right now got hit with a little bit of an injury bug with Sutton now officially being out for the year. Uh, I just Robbie Anderson's been sneaky like top ten best receiver in the game. Um, and just Josh Jacobs, you would think New England schemes around him. I think I think Andy gets it done. I think A Rob has a monster game. Um, I'm gonna take Andy as well. I think Deshaun Watson actually has a good game. And as then well. I think Miles Sanders, thirty burger, thirty Mar- burger. Mark it down, thirty burger. Not he's bad. my pop off. He's my pop off. I'm not gonna bet it. I'm just saying he's my pop off. You want to make like a six like a six pack deal? No, no, no. I'm good. I'd give you twenty five and a hook. No, no, no. I'm good. I'm All good right. right now. I'll think about it. All right, think about All it. Right. I'm all on it. Oh, okay. What a lounge. What a day. Wednesday. Hopefully you guys are watching the game tomorrow. I think it's going to be a sneaky, decent game in terms of just fantasy value. Jacksonville, uh, Miami. It's, I think it's going to be an entertaining game. Yeah. I mean, any football is better than no football, right? That's true. That's true. Um, remember, check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and stuff like that. You know, you got your picks up and stuff like that. I know. I got I to gotta get fired up the Twitter again. I've been kind of uh, neglecting it, but I'll be back on it doing some stuff. I know... Um, it's it's always good to be back in the lounge, of course. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, as always, I'm Mikey Mack. That's the commission. Remember, it's never too late to come relax at the lounge. Take care, y'all.